Louis, did you get Yoshi? Yeah, yeah, I got Yoshi. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I was just talking to you like yesterday about you just got it. Yeah, that was fast. Everybody, uh, this is uh, three guys, one couch. Well, technically now it's three guys, uh, three beds. Uh, we are now coming in from each of our own uh, remote locations, and we are summing up what has occurred in week one and one and one and change of uh, NYFBL, and uh, some exciting stuff went down. Yeah, some, some exciting stuff. Definitely. So I think what we're going to do is uh, the three of us are going to go through the matchup. We're going to talk very briefly about, you know, the highs, the lows, and uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Justin, there. Some would say the highlights and the low tannies. That was last year, and I can't really boo that because that was, that was just my joke. Yeah, maybe, you know, it was one of those jokes that's good the first time. But then, uh, that's why I stopped doing the highs and lows. So this is that. Three Guys, One Couch, episode two, talking about week one. Yeah, point five. Jesus. We're doing this at about the same time we did that first episode. It's so if crazy. I start nodding off and saying going. Luis Castillo, <laughs> just <to laughs> continue on without me power on. <laughs> All right. So let's get into looking at each individual matchup. The one I want to start with is one of the higher scoring teams of the week. Wango Daniel. Versus Manheim. I, I disagree. Sly Sleepers versus Squirtle Sluggers. Daniel got very excited when you said his name after high scoring. He was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Let me check this again. <laughs> he didn't do bad. Nah, he Daniel, didn't do bad, very good week. Just ran into the immovable force that is the Squirtle Sluggers. Yeah, it's their logo. Their logo is very underrated. <laughs> I love their logo. Is that, is Jeremy, that if you're out there, I love that logo. We're very upset that you actually couldn't tell in the last episode how much you love the logo, so yeah. you made sure to get in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the logo. Very much. Um, so all right. I hope that, I, did you guys just lag a second ago? Because I'm hoping that that doesn't affect the recording in any way. It might sound cool in certain parts, but Mine's... Daniel will miss out on any and all uh, Daniel talk. No, I so think we're... I just okay. released my uh, power rankings. Daniel came in eighth in the power ranks, so a very good score. <laughs> Loser. I gotta pull right, this because I, I haven't actually looked at these yet. Released them like ten minutes <laughs> Justin ago. Justin dropped this two minutes yeah. before the episode. <laughs> I was like, "What, guys? <laughs> you don't <laughs> gotta read my articles, bro." I released it. And I said, "This is all we're gonna talk about." Let's go. <laughs> oh, what a picture! What a oh my god! This is amazing. All right, so let's get into the actual matchup. So. <laughs> Squirtle Sluggers ends up taking it home by about 80 points, 548 to 466 and a half right now. Yeah. Uh, a couple of notes that I saw. The one thing that immediately stands out is Jose Barrios. Is he, he killed it. killed it. I don't know, man. Like, I was really low on Jose Barrios coming into the year, but it looks like he's doing well, something he had, better. He has, th- he has three starts right there, right? He, he does have three starts, but again, today on Sunday... He went against the Phillies, gave up two hits and two runs in eight innings, struck out seven. And yeah. you know who was at that game? Daniel no. Montreux, <laughs> watching himself just get destroyed. <laughs> Self-torture. That was like Frank yesterday. Yeah, I went to the Indians game today and watched Mike Clevenger become <laughs> my daddy. Sodomized, yeah. I mean, so, I feel like the fact that it's over three starts is even more to Barrios' credit. Like, he hasn't shit the bed once, and he's had three chances. That's a good point. Now, Frankie, you are a longtime Barrio supporter. I am. He's a little bit older now, so you don't love him as much. But <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't grab him. Is this the type of quality you expected from him coming into this year? Um. So after kind of a, a lackluster uh, 20, 2018 season, I mean, it was still, you know, there were still some quality moments in it, but I wasn't as high as him going into this year, despite, you know, his some great performances still being kind of fresh uh, in my mind. So 
you know, I'm glad to see that this is that things seem to be going in his favor this year, and I'm on board now for sure. I mean, three starts, like Lou said, that's that's enough to get a good barometer on him. I feel so. like I'm, I'm still not sold entirely yet, just because Barrios has had like blips. Like last year, he did he definitely did have stretches where he was dominant, but like I don't know, this is definitely helped his value at least right now he looks legit i think this is fair to expect like looking at his starts like in terms of like if we're going by how our league is scored like i feel like he's going to have mostly starts that are hovering around you know the let's say the the 15 to 20 range and then he'll he'll have like a couple you know really uh kind of all-star performances like that first start he had this year what do you think justin I like Barrios coming into the year. I don't think that this was the type of level of performance that everyone should be expecting of him. But so far, I mean, the peripherals seem to match. He has been a stud. And for someone who took hitter-hitter in the first two rounds, this is the type of performance that Mannheim needs out of his top start. This is something that Barrios needs to continue. And Mannheim could be a scary back-to-back year in the playoffs for him. I mean, he made a good run last year. He could do it again. True, true. Let's talk about Mannheim's hitters. Joey Gallo turns out to be the number one hitter on his team, beating out Mookie Betts for the number one spot. Joey Gallo, 10 walks, 4 home runs, 10 strikeouts. He has a 1-to-1 walk-to-strikeout rate. Do you think this is sustainable? For Joey Gallo? I mean, he's another guy that I wasn't big on just because he has struck out a bit you know, in his career, but he's... Still he's... less than Chris Bryant. Yeah, I mean, this week, yeah. But I guess, I mean, it would... The question is, like, is Gallo, like, did he change? Like, did he, like, evolve into the next type of player? And, and he's young enough where he could do that, so, so maybe. I'm not as sold as, as I am on Berrios, and I'm not saying I'm full in on Berrios, but I, I think that we, we need to see another week or two of this and see if this is just a, a first-week kind of a situation, first-week highlight, but... uh. So in terms yeah, I, of, I feel like Gallo will probably by the end of the season, you know, probably still be worth owning for the power he provides. But uh, I, I feel like at times he's he's been more closer to like like people you could find on the waiver wire. So in in terms of tastiness, would you say that that Gallo <laughs> is maybe like a Boysen Berrios, whereas Jose is more of like a, a Blue Berrios? emerging his way to like a, a blue ra- a blue raspberry a blue raspberry that would be like the, the that's the 35 the top, you know yeah that's the 35 point start yeah not are even we not ranking the sluggers in terms of what type of berrios there i mean i'm with this. i'm down I, I'll, we'll keep it going i only can name two berries though <laughs> well you're probably allergic to the rest <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's flip it over Let's flip it over and talk about Daniel's team a little bit. So Daniel, who goes Aaron Judge, Nola, in his back-to-back 12-13 picks, follows it up with Baez, Stanton, Tanaka, Votto. You have to think that Daniel must be a little bit disappointed in the way the players like Judge, Votto, uh, Stanton gets hurt, the way that they perform. <laughs> Just like play. all of them. Just like all those guys you mentioned. Minus you know, Javi Baez. <laughs> yeah, minus yeah. Javi Baez. <laughs> He did strike out 14 times, but had a decent. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, like, the guys that Daniel drafted are going to have better weeks than this. So, like, as Daniel putting up 466, which was, like, you know, around the middle, I guess, he would have beaten a, a good number of teams. I wouldn't feel horrible if I was Daniel after this week. I tend to agree with you, and especially because a lot of the pitchers who I was more down on from Daniel's team, like a Lester, like a Waka, like a Zach Davies, Ended up actually performing pretty well. Yeah, yeah that's huge. What I thought they would do. I mean, this is a week that I would think that Daniel really would have wanted to win. He has to win those weeks that those mid-tier pitchers play well and potentially lose those weeks where he's not going to get the performance that he expects them. Yeah, where John Lester realized that he's John Lester. And Daniel, cue Daniel going <laughs> to the slack John right now. John Lester's good, guys. He's got a big dick. <laughs> but I, I think we were all in agreement that we either liked or loved uh, the Tanaka and, and Freeland picks. I know I was pretty high on Freeland, so it's 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 cool to see. I mean, Freeland had a weird start his last one, from what I remember, like four innings and ten strikeouts. But like you know, you, you'll take that. Uh, you know, it, it, the strikeouts come uh, high. Strikeouts will give you you know a good amount of points. So 
Um, I, I like that they both showed up pretty big for him yeah. in the week, and that, um, and that, yeah, that that's huge with the rest of the, you know, a few other key guys in the rotation really uh, coming through where where someone like Nola couldn't in terms of this matchup. But yeah, Nola, Nola, will, Nola was like a probably, big letdown here. Like yeah. nine innings, seven runs is pretty crazy for Nola, but he's gonna have way better starts than this. So. Yeah, which makes you, you know, even though Daniel took the the loss this week, he can definitely feel good about if if these guys can at least, you know, continue to show somewhere around the level of support they showed this matchup, and then Nola rebounds, Nola comes through. So yeah. that's a good sign for his pitching, I think. The only thing is, back to what you were saying, Justin, um, it's not every week that he can count on Zach Davies and Eric Lauer and... Lester and Tehran and all these guys. So I don't know what his future matchups are going to look like. But you know, it's a lot of those players, a lot of those mid-tier starters that are going to either make or break Daniel's season. So Slug is to one and zero within the blow-up doubles division. St. Mark's Sly Sleepers fall to zero and one. Let's talk about the other matchup that's in blow-up dolls, and that is once you go black, you never go back. Manny versus Team McLovin. And I guess the timer this time. <laughs> It was a very tough start for the reigning NYFBL champion to start this week. Yeah, and, and he was the low score for the first couple of days. And he still somehow pulled out a victory. Well, it does seem to be Team McLovin has a lot of injuries that he's dealing with. Yeah. So I don't know how much that that actually hurt his performance. I mean, Corey Dickerson went on the deal recently. Andujar with the shoulder strain. Dozier potentially I hurt. Think, I think Andujar and Turner are really the two that hurt him. The Turner, others are all replaceable. A lot of red flags on many levels. Yeah. Turner had four stolen bases already. Yeah, those guys those guys are huge for, for Jeff, but I feel like it's not he's not going to win on the back of Brian Dozier and Corey Dickerson. No. Obviously. Well, let's talk about let's talk about some of the starting pitching. Right, so let's talk about Jeff's team, Team McLovin. Max Scherzer Obviously a dominant start. He also had a three-star week. Got 48 points, so not the type of dominance that you, you expect from him. He went one and two, uh, despite only giving up seven earned runs. That yeah, it's, it's not Blue Raspberries, but <laughs> it's not. That was, he had about 3.3 ERA, but Merrill Kelly. Today's all-star. Let's talk about him for a second. Eight innings pitched, earned run. Eight innings? Strikeouts and no walks versus the Red Sox today. Yeah, he killed it. And he got the loss. So that's 26 points with a loss. A lot of people like I mean, him as a sleeper I, coming into the year. Um, I never yeah, heard I'm going to be him. honest with you guys. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sad about this one because uh, I think he could have been the Diamondbacks sleeper that I, that I picked this year. Instead, I went with Luke Weaver. <laughs> but uh, it could have been three years in a row. You were so close. You were close. This is a hard week for me. Still could be three years in a row. I think Luke Weaver is just asleep. <laughs> looking at the bottom half right because McLovin only put up about 407 points which isn't exactly what you want in a week where you have about 10 to 12 days worth of playing time Rodrigo Lopez, Kyle Hendrick Bryzel Iglesias all with the negative points <laughs> big Rodrigo <laughs> Lopez yeah that guy's crazy Luis <laughs> Castillo <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. It was actually his brother pitching for him. That's why I was saying. <laughs> Are you surprised by those performances? Kyle Hendricks, I am. Yeah, you. definitely surprised by by Kyle Hendricks. Because you think that he would be, you know, when you're picking him, you're going for a, a, a stable part of your rotation right, right there. Right. Um, the Lopez, I'm not surprised by. Um, I'm kind of sad about Razel Iglesias. You know, not really coming through at all. Um, but is that is that the source of one really bad start, or is that oh, he hasn't really? I think he's no, just he hasn't been shown up, and he's probably yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer because that's a guy who, when he'd come in every so often, he'd get you like the two inning save, you know, and really, you know, even though he'd be kind of infrequent in his appearances, he'd get you a good amount of points whenever he did show up. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I'm not surprised by Tony Disco. Uh, that's what they call me. Uh, not, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> not really showing up too much. I think the most I'm bummed by in terms of looking at Jeff's rotation is Wheeler. I mean, Wheeler absolutely got shelled today. Yeah, and he got destroyed. Wheeler was a big hype candidate. I mean, it still is. You know, it's still early in the year. So I'm interesting to see if he 
can put it together or not because I really like them a lot going into this year. I have them in another league, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, and the Mets definitely, you know, they they have some good offense behind them as by the fact that they were able to still put nine runs on the board today. But yeah, they almost um, came back. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but you see that Wheeler gave up seven, so <laughs> that's not a hard thing to to come back up to. Yeah, so uh, Jeff's team definitely uh, did not do the best this matchup. But um, I think, you know, if he can p- make some key pickups and replace some of these injured guys, I think Rizel will be okay. I'm not sure that Reynaldo Lopez will, you know, step it up. But guys like Hendricks are going to be better. Um, Disco will have some weeks where he's good, some weeks where he's bad. Um, I think Jeff can make it work with this rotation, maybe a couple changes here and there. But he's definitely got to make some some key pickups to replace guys like Trey Turner or, or try to, you know, stop the bleeding a little bit. Same. Let's, uh, let's talk about Eric's team. A little bit this uh, this matchup. Yeah. Um, I think I think what sticks out to me um, was I know there was some talk among amongst us about Archer. Um, I don't know how much we. Uh, I mean, what what did you guys feel about Archer going into this year? Um, he's clearly he's showing up, you know, a little bit so far this year. Nothing nothing spectacular, but definitely some solid numbers on the board from him. The strikeouts are there for sure. Yeah. Um... Justin, why don't why don't we hear your smooth voice? Because you've been kind of quiet. Yeah, well, I let you guys talk. I let you guys have your opinions, and I'll come in and shatter your dreams. I sucks. So I I did feel like Archer could have been a good value this year, especially going to someone like Eric, who typically drafts pitchers who are supposed to suck, and then do really well. Someone like Archer, who has that potential, I would not be surprised at all if this was the year that Archer breaks out, and then next year goes right back and regresses back into who he normally is, which is a high-whip, high-ERA pitcher with a lot of strikeouts and a lot of innings. So this could be the year that he sees the breakout. That being said, I would monitor his fastball velocity. I heard rumblings that it may be down. Um, I didn't see what he did today besides throw behind Derek Dietrich and start a brawl. Um, But, you know, that's what happens. Did that happen? That did happen. Yeah, we got ejected. It was essentially all of the uh, once you go black but never go back Manny team. It was, <laughs> it, was Lee, it was Tucker Barnhart. Holy shit. Those guys are dirty. <laughs> they hate each a dirty other. team, yeah. There's a lot of internal strife. Eric won already. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> um, Let's get out of here, guys. So one of the things with Eric's team that I thought was interesting is Jose Ramirez had a very strange week. It seems like he's heat- heating up a bit now, but... He's been pretty slow to start the season. Um, he started really slow last year. Um, the only difference is that there were a lot of injury concerns this year, so I'm curious what you guys feel about him. How do you think he's going to do going forward? I mean, the Indians can't catch a break with the with the hitters, at least. It says he got a foot contusion the other day uh, on Thursday, and that's after that almost uh, uh, pretty bad uh, leg injury. Right, what was that? Right before the season yeah, started? Oh, no, yeah. right, right after our draft. Yeah, right uh, after our draft. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm completely. Uh, I, I don't really have any worries about Jose Ramirez. I think he's going to be have another ridiculous year. But yeah, I mean, as long as as long as the health is there. So, I mean, it seems like he's okay, and like you said, he's heating up a bit. Um, but I don't really feel any kind of worry about him. I think. Uh, trying to think of other people stick out. I mean. Back to the pitching, like Carrasco, like had kind of like a Carrasco-ish uh, start to the season, where he follows up like a kind of a clunker of a start with a, definitely a clunker, a, a, a ridiculous uh, showing. But I mean, it didn't result, you know, too much. And I'm probably going to talk way too much about points than I should. But in terms of the points, you know, it wasn't a, a ridiculous number on the board. But the 12 strikeouts definitely you know, stick out to you. Yeah. It's because so. he only went five innings, you know, at limited. Yeah. Time. Justin, like, how do you feel about him? Cause you were really yeah, high I, on him. I think like a blockbuster Bollywood film, Eric needs his Indians to really come through this week. <laughs> Have you been sitting on that? <laughs> did, you, did you write that before this? <laughs> I've been sitting on that for a couple minutes now. It's good. But, I liked it. Between Carrasco and Ramirez. I mean, Eric's team was solid this week, but no one really stood out. Oh, no. somebody definitely stood out. I, I was waiting a bit to talk about this, but somebody definitely stood out. No one scored above 36 points. Nobody scored yeah. above 36. Now, if we're, if we're talking in the other direction, I'd like to briefly highlight 
for old time's sake, sweet, sweet Rick Porcello. Um, <laughs> first things first, uh, fuck Rick Porcello. Um, but second of all, Eric was very proud, very arrogant, some would say, when he drafted Rick Porcello. A hubris, you know, at the draft. And it, it looks like that hubris is coming around to bite him in the ass. Um, how do you guys feel about Rick Porcello this year? You, you love Rick Porcello? <laughs> I'm letting you have this soliloquy on Rick Porcello. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in. I'll come on stage. Uh, I, I didn't like Rick Porcello going into this year. I mean, he's he's a hit machine. He just get a little, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't think he's, he's this bad. I don't think he's a negative 21 over two starts bad, but. But we could uh, dream. <laughs> but we could dream. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he'll, you know, go somewhere around the middle of the, of the pack in terms of Eric's rotation, but, um, and he's, the Red Sox guy have gotten off to a pretty lukewarm start. So I think maybe once that, uh, once they write the ship there. You know they can give him some some better run support, but he's gonna obviously not need to stink it up that badly. Seven earned runs, four earned runs. Yeah, that's pretty whack. So Eric, <laughs> go ahead. Eric's gonna come away with a win this week, um, which he definitely has to be happy about, considering how he started the matchup. But how do you guys feel about Eric's odds? You know, going into next week. Um, I don't. I mean, because like we just said, this is a whole. This is a bit of a showing where no one really stuck out in terms of being an all-star, but just the team all around put up enough to to give him a win. But he really would have got he, he you know he would have gotten beaten by by plenty of other teams this week. It wasn't the best showing this week. It wasn't the worst showing. He could have beat half the league. He could have lost to half the league. So you know that's that's kind of where these players are sitting right now. So uh, well, I mean when we when we get to the part where we talk about other next week's matchups we can kind of dissect that a little more maybe all right agreed so eric moves to 1-0 jeff falls to 0-1 let's move to the won't you be my glaber division um let's talk about hillwood black Sox versus web gems this was this was potentially i don't know if it was the lowest scoring matchup but one of the lower scoring matchups albeit close nick's gonna end up pulling away with the victory here he's up by about 40 in the middle of sunday night um one of the things that stood out to me here is that Nick was able to defend the barrage that is Mike Trout coming at him at over 60 points this week by Mike Trout. Yeah, I read on, on Reddit, he already has a one it's amazing. war. Up to a, a slow start. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I mean, Mike Trout's got, what, five homers now? So. Yeah, he, I think he's got four in, in the last four games, so. Guys, That's really amazing. Yeah. Still doesn't have as much home, many home runs as the top player on Nick's team, Gary Sanchez, who yeah. hit three today on Sunday for a total of six throughout the week. Went Surprised off, by this as two Yankee fans I'm speaking with? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, Sanchez obviously has power, but I didn't really have high hopes coming into the year because uh, last year he swung at everything and just, like, he looked horrible if you watch the games. But so far, so good with Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, he really hacks it every time he's up there. Pretty much, he looks like he's swinging for the fences, and it just it'll connect, you know, uh, half the time if, if people are just throwing it in the strike zone. So, I mean, he he couldn't he couldn't really go anywhere but up after last year. But I, I think let's give this one a little bit more time and and see and see where this goes because he just never really looks like he has like any kind of energy or anything about him. Like it, it's weird to watch him as a Yankee fan. Like I don't know. Like I think he's just hoping that when he just swings the bat, that it will just go flying out of the stadium. I mean, obviously that's a hope for a lot like of this people. Brain but, dead schlub. Yeah, that's that's where we're going with this. So Nick, Nick ended up professing his love to Matt Boyd on the Slack. Everyone, does this end up playing him? Are you guys Matt Boyd buyers? To Boyd Tim. <laughs> I think Matt Boyd is going to be a solid S6 or 7. So I don't think it's going to come back really bad. I I mean, I don't think Matt Boyd's going to win him most of his matchup, but I don't think Matt Boyd's going to hurt him. Yeah, I think the five-inning, three-run start is more akin to the Matt Boyd that we'll see than the... I think the strikeouts will be there, but I think that the last showing was a little bit you know, a little bit too much of everything working for him. And it was against the strikeout-happy 
New York Yankees. So, I mean, if he gets a good matchup, I, I think by all means, like he's going to be a great person to, to throw in there. But he'll, he'll, it's exactly that, I think. He'll be a guy to play by matchup. I mean, in this league, I feel like we don't get too much into that territory except when it comes to figuring out you know how to not to exceed our max but um yeah i mean uh what'd you what'd you have him as a, an sp <laughs> six or seven yeah yeah, around that, there. yeah I, I think that i think he I think took him sense. as his last starting pitcher so i think he got good value with matt boyd but you know I, yeah i think that nick is not going to be able to rely on players like matt boyd mike leak marcus stroman every single week so he's going to need his hitting specifically sanchez and someone like Nolan Arenado to pick it up a little bit, um, and potentially Aroldis Chapman too, right? He built this great bullpen that he's supposed to be relying on these relievers. Chapman goes out there, he doesn't have a great week. He gave up two earned runs over four innings, only 13 points. He's going to need them to get a lot more save opportunities for Chapman going forward, I think. You guys think that this is going to be one of those situations where Nick holds on to Alec Reyes for like four months, hoping he gets called up and becomes like a top 20 pitcher? But ultimately, Alec Reyes just kind of sucked all year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't know if this is the year of Alex Reyes either, which is sad after two years of of injuries. So, uh, I mean, it, it's going to depend on. Oh, the timer went off. Uh, it's going to depend on, I think, next performances. You know, like like with Eric, like with a few other people this week, he he pulled out the win, but you know, would have been beaten by a good percentage of the league this week so i think he's gonna have to see what uh see what goes down with his next few matchups and see if he really needs the pitching help there but it's not looking like alex reyes is uh is the stash uh of the year on board yeah and i think i I think we can say the same about ben ben's also gonna need that pitching help right walker bueller not with the exactly great line for ben's uh number one starting pitcher there yeah I think Bueller will, I mean, I'm pretty confident Bueller will be, like, much better than this matchup, but guys like Jose Urena and uh, Dylan Bundy, I'm not as confident in. Agreed. So, Nick rises to 1-0, Web Gems fall to 0-1. What matchup do you guys want to talk about next? You want to finish up that division? We'll talk about the Crush versus the Kiss from the Rosario? Sure. Let's do it. Sure. All right, so why doesn't someone walk us through this matchup? A bit. <laughs> you don't want to walk us through <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Too salty. So how's it feeling? <laughs> um, so this was, yeah. I mean, this was a crazy matchup. You guys both scored a, a ton of points, and it's one of those matchups that's frustrating for whoever loses, which, you know, it. it and unfortunately, you had to eat this one. But, I mean, we'll, we're all going to have to have those at some point this year, probably. But it, Yes, some uh, some huge performances from people that yeah, you know you'd expect it from. I mean, Yelich, reigning MVP, Dude, absolutely crazy. has been going in sixty five and, and a half points. Yeah, and I saw that the they were saying that the last time someone won back to back MVPs was Pujols in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think was when it was. So I mean, obviously still very early, but he's looking good so far. Um, you know, Degrom coming out. You know, jumping. I guess we'll jump between teams here, but Degrom is really just. Oh my yeah. God! I mean, look, he got to face the Marlins, but like he kind of did the same thing to the Nationals. I mean, Degrom's ridiculous. Yeah, he's crazy. Is yeah, that, I think is he that can no easily do this against runs? any team. <laughs> he's not giving up any earned runs yet, right? Like that's no that's filthy. Barely allowed any hits. He hasn't. He's walked one person in each start. I mean, and, and he put up that 63 over two starts, where most of the guys with the 60-pointers yeah. have only had, they've had three. It's right. Great. He's something above Blue Raspberries. Oh, yeah, I he's, think. I don't even know. <laughs> Choc- chocolate Berrios. Chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> chocolate-covered strawberries. There's a redraft right now. Do you guys take DeGrom over Scherzer or no? Oh, I mean, that, that's hard because you're going off. I mean, you have to just kind of like, revert you know change your mind a little bit and then go back in time not think about the points there's no right week, answer there there's no like, yeah it's either i think i'd still take scherzer i mean i i think i would take the ground over sale if oh, i yeah but, I, I mean self sales velocity got destroyed so far so but yeah i want to say i would have done it in the moment too not you know not having if the season hadn't if none of this had happened yet um i i've i really i mean 
I really like Degrom a lot going in this year, and I think Sam like Degrom doesn't come with any any worries really. Oh, you're talking about the, Degrom over Sale? Yeah, I think yeah. I think a lot of people had it that way, but in terms of Degrom versus Scherzer, it's like, do you care more about the the track record of Scherzer or the pretty consistent upside we've seen from Degrom for a little over a year now? It's nice to see a still, you know, a guy with a lot of years ahead of him still, you know, who's been, you know, hovering around that, like, easily at, like, a, a high second-round pick each year for the past several years, finally breaking into that, you know, round one territory. And that, I think, is a bit, you know, going back to a theme from last week, like, excitement, like, that's that's exciting. Whereas, you know, when that can factor into that decision between him and Scherzer, where Scherzer can definitely get banged up a lot here and there, but he just makes up for it in just being ridiculous with so many other, you know, facets of his game. So, yeah, and, I don't know. And I like mean, it's, said, it's a good he, time to be a DeGrom fan. He also has those two colored eyes, which is pretty sick, you know? We have to mention, we're obligated to mention that. <laughs> Every single show. Each week, <laughs> each week's podcast. Um, another person that stuck out to me, and I feel like we talked a little bit about him last uh Last weekend, I think we all liked it. The pick was the Ryu. Pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryu, Ryu definitely helped Mike win this matchup. Um, he could have gone a bunch of different ways. And I know that Justin was talking a bit about, you know, a lot of Mike's pitchers got some pretty juicy matchups. He did get the the Diamondbacks and the Giants, who aren't, you know, they're not the most stellar offenses out there, but he did what he had to do with them. Right, at least it's at least when it comes to something like that, where you're looking at you know him versus those teams or Degrom versus the Marlins. At least they're doing what you expect them to do against those teams. Yeah. So it's like you can get some security, a feeling of security from that happening. So you're like, okay, like I pick these guys, and you know they're 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 doing what they're supposed to do. So let's see what happens when some uh, um, some crazier matchups come their way, but I definitely am not worried about Degrom in any way. And I honestly, Ryu, I feel pretty good about too, just as long as he stays healthy and avoids the thing that Kyunjin Ryu has done every year yeah. of his career. I One more point I'll make about Mike's team is that Ozzy Albies was on base every single game so far this year. The guy's hitting like 400. He was absolutely ridiculous. I know he started out this this way last year as well. I'm curious to see if he keeps it up. Can you pass along that sheet of fun facts about Mike's team? Because that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's good, right? Um, looking quickly at my team, I'm going to talk about a little bit of the issue that I had. First of all, number one scoring offense in the league. So very proud of the way that my, my hitting was able to string things together. Yelich, Hoskins, Frazier. Only going to get better when all my players get their correct position eligibility. Hoskins will get first base. Mustakas will get second base. Nelson Cruz will have some games outside of the National League, so he won't be sitting every day. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Pitching-wise, we need to be able to pick it up a little bit. Josh Hader had an absolutely amazing week. Um, I mean, he's looking like an insane pick right now. Like As long just... as he's the closer job, um, he will be. I think even outside that, he'll still be extremely solid. Um, but I do need my two innings today. I need my starting pitching to pick it up. They were a little bit lackluster this week. I'm hoping for a you know, Samarja to be a little bit better, uh, um, Derek Holland to be a little bit better, John Gray to be a little bit better. Verlander had a stinker in his second start, so I'm looking for some of those guys to step it up. And maybe next week we can pull off the rebound. Yeah, so, yeah Verlander didn't do what you needed him to do, and it honestly could have made the difference in this matchup right here. You get one great start from Verlander, and you could be winning this matchup. Sidebar, never pick up Ivan Nova. That's such a <laughs> bad move. Um, but anyway, I fold 0-1-1. Uh, Galembo, Akismo Rosario, congrats on your lucky win. You rise to <laughs> one. I'll see you again in week 18 or 16-something. Do you think uh, as as a reward for winning, he's going to put up a logo? or No, he refused. Despite having plenty at his disposal. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's they each make him a logo. They were made for him. Um, let's move on. You guys can fight about which... Your matchups you want to talk about first? Um, let's jump into Frankie's. Okay. We'll save the highest score for last. Damn. The most exciting matchup of the week for last. The closest. <laughs> yeah, th- this one This one was a pretty close matchup. Uh, this was for, extremely for close. Yeah, this was. This so one had me sweat down to the end. Frankie, you hit his 19 pitcher mark. Mm-hmm. 
wasn't allowed to get any points from Sean Doolittle today. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been the difference in the matchup. Sean Doolittle's 20 points save was, uh, was quite remarkable. So it's a heartbreaker. It looks, looks like you're going to lose by about 28. Um, so talk us through a little bit how this matchup went. And you had to face Bellinger. So that alone, if he has a normal beat, you probably end up winning. Yeah, that looks like a glitch. That's chocolate strawberries right there. <laughs> um, yeah, Bellinger has just been absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I wasn't too high on him coming into this year, but he seems to have, you know, figured out what what plagued him a lot through last year. I mean, uh, he's looking great so far. Hybro's favorite pick, Conforto, is looking pretty strong coming out the gate. He's got to cut down on the strikeouts a little bit. But um, just in terms of my thought process, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy overall with how my hitters have been performing to the start most of them have gotten. I mean, people like Acuna and Bregman, I think, you know, they, they're going to heat it up as the season goes on. You know, they're off to decent, but not, not the starts that you would expect from a first and I believe what was the third round pick. Um, but I feel pretty good about a lot of the hitters there. But my, my concerns really, like they were at the end of the draft, are from uh, my pitching. So, I mean, guys near the end, you know, funny enough, like people like Aaron, like Aaron Sanchez and and Wade Miley, people that I pick with that kind of thought process of like, hmm, some of my pit, my pitching picks have been kind of risky, but these guys seem like kind of uh, stable options in the later rounds. You know, Miley being uh, going to the Astros and Aaron Sanchez just you know being kind of last round flyer. Um, so I feel good about how they've gone, but I'd feel that much better if the guys that I picked. You know, a little bit earlier, we're really coming through. We have Severino on the on the DL, so I'm kind of you know trying to play the long game with this one. But um, yeah, I mean, there were certain days I remember where where my pitching could have come through, like yesterday when I had four going and then didn't. But I don't know what what's what's your guys' analysis of the situation here? Um, I think that you Darvish really let you down a lot. Um, because you did lose by a pretty small amount, and this is over two different starts that he got negative three in both of them, so he had two right. chances to like, you know, put up decent points and help you, and um, he's just he's been struggling with his command. Weird starts too. Yeah, he's he's been walking a lot of guys and not going deep into games. He he seems to sound like he's he's confident that he's going to pick it up soon based on the movement of his pitches and the velocity of his fastball. So, I mean, like, there's definitely room for you to, you know, reassure yourself with Darvish. And I know we both love pitcher list, but pitcher list is, is still loving the you Darvish. So there's, there's definitely a solid chance that he picks it up, but I think Darvish was the big turning point in this matchup. And someone else pitcher list really uh, loves is uh, Mr. Mike Clevenger. Yeah. Um, he, and he could be the pitcher he, of our time, right? As you would say. <laughs> yeah, that Indians rotation is, is something else. But uh, he, uh, he, he, he had a ridiculous uh, you know, first few showings. So um, I think the biggest surprise for me in terms of uh, Mike's rotation, in terms of positive surprise, is Glass now. After having a pretty awful... Uh, spring training from what I can remember he's uh, no he's he's really he's giving you the, the value that you kind of hope like an RS, RPSP could give you um, so far you know just amongst his two starts so um, I'm excited to see where, where that goes for Hogbro's team but um, he's kind of building off the what he was doing at the end of last year a little bit to me it really seems like the story of Hogbro's team was boom bust Right, you have Bellinger really outscoring every single hitter by almost double. All boom. You have Clevenger, Lucchesi, and Glass now all pitching really well. Everyone else was sort of stuck in mediocrity. So we have to see, we've seen some of his players pick it up, especially. And let's talk about some of the bottom scorers of his pitching staff. Chris Sale, Kyle Gibson, Eduardo Rodriguez. All these guys scored negative points. You definitely don't want to see that going forward. Yeah, and yeah, another one your... that you didn't mention is... Jack Flaherty with 14 points over two starts. That was the second round. So if you look at, like, his first round pick is Sale. His second round pick is Flaherty. Mm-hmm. Thank God points. his third round pick was Clevenger because the first two guys did not do that well this matchup. Yeah, you'd think by, you know, with, with going pitcher, 
uh, with your first three picks that you kind of would be locking that in for, for you know, matchup to matchup. And really, they just floated to the bottom while Clevenger basically, you know, made up uh, a good chunk of, uh, of his entire... Uh, well, well, a good chunk of the, the points for the pitching. Yeah, so. I'd be really curious to hear um, if we drafted again today um, what Mike would do at his first round pick. Um, if, if, you know, assuming the picks before Second. him went the same way. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah, still a lot of time there. So, yeah, we'll the, see what... The only thing is that the velocity concerns, you know, I feel like he might not go sail again if given the opportunity. Yeah, I think he 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 must have felt pretty, you know, if he if he had uh, that game plan in mind. And forgive me, if I haven't <laughs> I haven't read the article uh, yet. I need to catch up on all the articles that people have been writing, and also keep those up. Great job, everybody! But uh, <laughs> um, the the Jack Flaherty pick, he he probably went there with the thought that Chris Sale would just be a, a shoe in, you know, where he could get a little, you know, roll the dice a little bit with that second pick if he was you know, confident in going, pitching, pitching. So, um, I mean, we'll see where, where Jack Flaherty's season uh, season goes after this. But So, um, Melonheads are going to move to 1-0. Brawlers with a sad 0-1 loss, even though it's close. <laughs> and then we're going to get into the last matchup here. High score of the week, MLB MVPs, ended up going up against the low score of the week, the Murano Barazanos. I feel like we needed a sound clip where you know it was like a, a bunch of people just cheering their heads off for this one. You got Yoshi? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why don't you guys say you know what your thoughts were? Because because I know what my thoughts were. Good friend. Uh, oh, okay. Me first. Um, all right. I can ramble now for three minutes. Um, so it's interesting that Freddie Freeman led your team. Finally, hit his first home run today. Um. But you know, really doing well uh, in other categories. But nobody's sticking out in terms of your hitting, in terms of having that monster week. It's just another situation of a few, you know, players near the top just kind of, you know, having some key games and really um, just all having kind of a a solid contribution. I mean, love the Brantley pick and your much your McCutcheon pick, which you were pretty uh, stoked about, seems to seems to be coming through for you so far so far in terms of that support um yeah i think up, if you end up looking at the total hitter points you only outscored the verrazanos by nine yeah my and my hitting was not that great this this, this week is, this is all right this so we can see where it wasn't terrible it, it was it was all right but but yeah yeah i mean yeah we can see why you won the matchup here and that's with some ridiculous performances from all around from, I mean, you have Mr. Save King, Shane Green. Dude, yes. You have Kirby Yates, not too far behind. I, I accidentally sat him today for Brad Brad Peacock's stupid ass, but Shane Green has seven saves already, which is pretty insane. I mean, you could have done abs- like pretty much anything these last few days, and you would have still uh, ran, ran away with this matchup. But uh, Joe Musgrove, you know, is definitely raising an eyebrow right there with, with his start that he had the other day. So um, he's looking like a pretty, like he could be uh, one of the, one of the steals of the, of the draft if he keeps up that kind of pace. But, you know, he has two starts to go by one, not so great, one pretty great, both against the same team. Well, so. well, his first wasn't a start. It was just two innings in relief. Oh, it wasn't a start. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He pitched okay. two scoreless innings, but he's only had one full start. Well, there you go. So then that, make, that makes it an even more positive outlook for him. Um, and, yeah, I mean, your closers are killing it. That's pretty crazy. Um, the fact that your your closers put up more than all of your starters, except for, I mean, if you if we're counting Musgrove, uh, then technically two. Lewis, you got 15 saves this week, and Nick Morano got one. Yeah, yeah that's a huge yeah. difference. My closers that, picked it up big time. That's gigantic. Now, we have to talk about Trevor Bauer, who you both loved coming into the year. 14 innings, one hit, 17 strikeouts. He did have that no-hitter where he had six walks. Yeah, too many walks. sucks now. (laughs) Oh, my. That guy's ridiculous. Besides being a horrible person, he's a pretty good pitcher. (laughs) Yeah, he's been really good. As bad a person as he is, he's that good a pitcher. That's Trevor Bauer. Outside of Tanner Rourke, 
and today's Brad Peacock, and also Anibal Sanchez. Every everybody else in my pitching staff has been insane so far. But Anibal got hit in the thigh. Yeah, I know. Got that delicious meaty thigh. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't blame the ball for going there. You know what I mean? So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your thoughts? Um, I mean, like we none of us were really high on uh, Nick's team after the draft, and uh, I think they might have forgotten to take some of their medication this week because you know I, yeah i will jump in there i will say that i think there is a lot of optimism that should be taken away by nick from this outing i mean glaber absolutely torched the orioles this weekend ends up being next high scorer for hitters young goldie does what he always does chris <laughs> davis nick's hitting is there nick's hitting is there yeah nick's pitching is far away though nick's pitching <laughs> far away but like he didn't have good starts from Kluber. He didn't have good starts from David Price. I mean, the, the, the pieces are there. The names are there. He just needs them to put it all together. Wait till Kershaw comes in, though, with his, uh, <laughs> with his three, three-legged cane. I mean, <laughs> Kershaw has to be better than Matt Harvey, right? Well, a lot of people were loving how Harvey looked. <laughs> he said to silence. <laughs> I mean, they... W- Apparently, Harvey did pretty decently in that first start. Um, but I did want to say that if we were going to compare Nick's pitching to a berry, maybe it would be Holly berries, those little red berries, because they're poisonous. <laughs> they just look up poisonous I did, berries. I, I did, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think we're, we're expecting, you know, to hover around, uh, you know, this, this kind of gap. Uh, each week with Nick's team, but um, I feel like we were we were pretty confident that it was going to underperform, uh, and we'll screenshot this and send it to Aaron Thompson, and we'll do that <laughs> each week, except when he wins. We won't do that when he wins. I like that idea. If we were to compare Lewis's team to a berry, I would call it the Cranberry Hibiscus Ruibos, <laughs> which is also known as the Fireberry. Sounds delicious. It's also poison. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I mean, there's not much Let's more to on. say about this one. Um, I got, I had, you know, I had a good week. Um, hopefully it keeps up next week. But you know, the way this stuff goes. With, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I put up the lowest next week. So we'll we'll have to see. Freddie Freeman breaks his hand. Trevor Bauer gets uh, suspended. Yeah, yeah, you know, the good stuff. Shane Green it, it doesn't have another save for the rest of the season. Well, that one, that one wouldn't be shocking, but. <laughs> <laughs> So the MVPs are going to rise to 1-0. The Verrazanos fall to 0-1, also last place in the power rankings just because of points four. Uh, that's how it goes. But I think there is some uh, reason to be optimistic in the future for the Verrazanos. I can't get over this picture of Hybro that you photoshopped. Pretty incredible. Read the article, too. I'm <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so well, where am I on this? Oh, man, I'm low. I'm not reading this. <laughs> so actually, I actually think we did do a pretty good job about covering the players on each team. I think we can skip for now some of the like free agent pickups. I think we should talk about next week. Okay. What do you guys think? Yeah, right, I'm so. down for that. All right. So looking at it, I'm trying to find a matchup between two one and O teams. I'm going to look within my own division. We got a kiss from a Rosario versus the Hillwood Black Sox. Um, so it's Galumbo versus Nick, and won't you be my Glaber? 1-0 versus 1-0. Galumbo coming off an amazing week. Nick coming off a win where he struggled a little bit. Now, Nick only did have 11 starts during that week, which if he can up that number to closer to the full, which would be in this week 11 or 12, I think he has a decent shot competing with Galumbo because Galumbo's not going to have those cake matchups that he had this week. If Sanchez hits three home runs a game uh, for most of, the, most of the games this week, I think Nick will win. Otherwise, I think uh, Galembo's got this one in the bag still. All right, so Frankie's money's on Galembo. Lewis, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Galembo. I think that a lot of uh, the reason that Nick only had 11 starts came from the fact that he's rostering Keichel, um, Carlos Martinez, and Alec Reyes. So I think he's got to make some moves um, in terms of his pitching. You know, I, I do tend to agree. I mean, Galembo's going to have a lot of starters. He has three going on Monday. Um, but it, I'm trying to see if it's a two-star week for Jacob DeGrom. It looks like it probably will be. So that's going to be tough for Nick to overcome. Oh, yeah. 
That that's huge because no matter what team Degrom's facing, he's uh he's probably gonna steamroll them. But it's actually so. it's gonna be a two star week for both Degrom, Tyone, and Ryu. So this is gonna be tough. Oh for yeah, yeah I just put more money in. I just yeah. called up DraftKings. That's not <laughs> how it works, but uh, I uh, when you're putting that much money on the table, that's what you got to do. Why don't you guys talk about matchup that you're interested in next week? I think our matchup's pretty interesting and <laughs> in that I'm probably going to get destroyed by you and that uh, I wish I was playing the Murano Verrazanos. <laughs> um, everyone gets to play the Murano Verrazanos. <laughs> that's how he felt about Wells. So that's, <laughs> Doing a good, a good job replacing them, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't call out on, on your odds yet. I really just think for you, you need those guys to come through. The the Kikuchi, you need your your Asian guys to come through. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the theme. Take the theme them to the, the arcade before before game day. You know. Yeah, I, I'm feeling this 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 strange feeling in my in my stomach where it could it could easily turn to disgust. It could easily turn to love for you, Darvish. So let's let's hope that he uh, he gets together. Um, but. I mean, you're definitely feeling a lot better about Granky after that second start. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that we all got some guys that we uh, are, are a bit of question marks after after this first matchup. So we're interested to see where they where they go. Yeah, I'm mostly just excited to see how the players do. I, I have guys like Musgrove and Bieber who could be great and and you know also have question marks because they haven't done it for too long yet. So I'm more focused on just seeing how the players you know maintain consistency but i think the matchup i'm most interested in seeing what happens is uh don't get to chime in on your guys matchup oh all right go for it go for it give me frankie in a close one okay wow i'm wow, taking that what a 180 for that'd be such a 180 seems, for, seems like he might be for... lying considering he put me uh atop his power ranking you know? <laughs> and put but, me as number nine yeah. hey look you scored the most points but doesn't factor in that Blake Snell has two starts next week. Ross Stripling also with two starts next week. I think Frankie has the hitting potential to potentially out-hit you. Potentially. In hitting. And potentially in hitting? Potentially. Hitting. I don't think you're going to get, I, I get as many saves this week. What? I think that's no. also possible. No, I'm supposed will to... not get seven saves? What? <laughs> that's supposed to happen every week. What? I... I think we can we can really sum this up in that Justin just saw that I picked up Zach Godley, so he's feeling pretty good about my chances. Frankie, right before the podcast goes, guys, don't check, don't check. What <laughs> I'm not checking. I'm looking at my team and I'm seeing that I Zach Godley. So I'm now you're now. a man of the cloth, is what we're finding out. Um. Yeah, I got the better Zach G. So how do I'm you guys best. feel about? Mannheim Eric, because that's the one I was looking at. Oh, that's a good one. That's all I have to say. No, um, <laughs> it's a doozy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Let's see. So Mannheim obviously coming off one of his best starts he's ever had here in the NYFBL. He does have a bunch of two starters coming up this week, so you know, give me Mannheim in a runaway. I don't think I'm going with Mannheim as well. Over under on zero points for Rick Porcello this this matchup. Over. Rick Porcello is going to face Baltimore on Saturday. So give me the over. Give me the under. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> Here, hey, what's wait, what's uh what's Barrios' situation? He has uh who's who is he starting against? He goes Detroit on Saturday because he pitched today. Oh, man. Over 60 for Berrios? <laughs> Does he repeat it? Maybe just regular Strawberrios this matchup without any chocolate. Yeah, you think so against Detroit? Yeah. One of the guys we didn't talk about at all was Miles Mikolas, who has sucked ass so far. Where did he go in the draft? Pretty early, right? I think he went early. Huh. Pull it up. Nicholas I mean, I even. I mean, I I wasn't round five. Yeah, fifth round pick. Yeah, I mean, looking at that, uh, where where he was drafted right there. I mean, I guess it was hard for me to place where I'd feel comfortable drafting him this year if I were to target him. But I still thought he would be a pretty stable source, uh, for someone's rotation. So this is kind of surprising me a bit. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I know, I know none of us, I don't think we're, we're too high on him this year, but did we really think it would be uh, at this level? No, I don't think he's, I don't think this is going to be, you know, none of these players are going to have this exact situation all year. Except um, for Purcell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicholas is obviously going to be better than this, but um, I don't know. So far, you can't Dip feel that great about him. Miles. That must maybe he could shave that mustache. mustache. Yeah, I heard he shaved it. Miles mustache, Michaelis. Oh, this by the way, this Dodgers Rockies game is that is a a classic uh, Coors Field game right here. Yeah, there's just Bellinger just hit another home run. No way. That's what happens when Chad Bettis starts. He, he but then you know he left in like the second inning, and it's still it's still going. Yeah. It's like they it's like all they're seeing in their eyes is Bettis. Yeah, because they bring in Brian Shaw, who's not any better. Oh, man. How's this feel for you? Are you not a Rockies fan anymore? Right after this game? No, I am. I'm o- I will always be a Rockies fan. But I do. They overperformed for two straight years. They can't hit. I mean, they legit can't hit. And Daniel Murphy broke his finger. Yeah. Outside of being a horrible person, he broke his finger. And McMahon just got hurt, too, right? McMahonheim? <laughs> McMahonheim. Is that. How the hell do you say it's, it's McMahon, right? Yeah, it's McMahone. <laughs> so uh, that means Garrett Hampson is, you know, looking Finally. like a great pick Finally. with his one hit out of 30 at-bats, you know. I need victories for Frankie. <laughs> anyway, so I think that you guys have any final thoughts on week one, or we should wrap it up here. Um, I just want to say uh, be ready, you know. That was a pretty great showing from the MLB MVPs. You know, it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been saving up the good juju, and you know, this might be the year that we want to use it. I don't know. I don't Saying know. third place wasn't we'll enough see. last year. Yeah. How about you guys? What are you thinking? Uh, I think we. I think looking like like what we just talked about, we got some good matchups. Uh, coming up this week, so I'm excited to to keep tabs on. No, it's nice to talk about a lot of this stuff because then, you know, you can have this this all in mind when you're looking how people are performing for everybody's team uh, going into the next week. So I think things like this, you know, for us talking about it and for anybody who's uh, listening, I think that this is just like a kind of a good thing to, to set the tone for for everything coming up, make it as interesting as the, the games that are happening, you know, on TV. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's trouble for everyone when the crush starts out 0-1 because we typically end up winning the whole thing when we do. <laughs> week 1s have never been our strong points. So. Either have week 2, 3, 4, 5. Wait for the rebound, boys. I think Just you should for trade for Rick Porcello. Now, we got Dick Mountain coming back soon. His hands are clean. He's been pissing on them every single day. Cody Ballinger isn't Dick Mountain. <laughs> uh, R- Richie dicks her fingers over there. Yeah. So... All right, well, I think that wraps us for here. Yeah, we did oh. good, man. We're under under an Wait, hour. Wait, we got to look at the waiver wire pickups, guys. Oh, my God. Luis Castillo? <laughs> Luis Castillo. <laughs> Luis Castillo. I got so much energy right now. I think it's because I'm not thinking about how I have to go home and the fact that I'm already in my bed. Let's see what happens with the waiver wire. Transaction history. Dansby. Oh, my God. Dansby Swanson. Some pretty high bids. The $4 Alex Colome. Oh, Matt Harvey's gone. Wow. Scouts apparently did not get get their word over to, <laughs> to Murano Verrazano's. Austin Barnes for Jan Gomes. That's an interesting one. That's probably the most interesting one that I've seen out of all of these. Guys, Yoannis assessment has been picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Jan Gomes got off to a pretty solid start, hasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't bad. <laughs> you gonna bid fifty dollars on him, boy? <laughs> Wednesday, get ready. <laughs> um, um, Ramon Laureano, nice. That's a good pickup. He's heating and up. You know what that means? Because he's dropped now. He was oh up my old. god! You think his Arthur. his uh, his team needs more girth? I think Ben's team needs more girth. You should just have him there. You could always have more girth. Remember, we have so many bench slots. I mean. Come on, let's be honest, guys. We're not really we don't really care about everybody that's on our on our roster. I do. Oh shit. 
care about each one. That's why we're doing so well, because I, I hang out with them all, all right? Well, I do want to know, Frankie dropping Sandy Alcantara. What happened? Uh, I mean, I feel like that's... I wasn't really particularly attached to him, and I kind of took a flyer on him as uh, one of those, uh, you know, let's see if this week one showing kind of translates into into something else, but was now, uh, now I'm... And no strikeouts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was pretty whack. Uh, so I mean, I'm thinking that he could just be end end up being a frustrating player to own. I mean, I think Zach Godley is probably going to be an equally frustrating player to own, but I feel like but at he's least a man he's... of the cloth. Yeah, but if the way he runs, if there's a Diamondback, Frankie's the man to have him. Yeah. Well, yeah. R.P. Merrill Kelly. I actually like your other pickup. Frank Frazier. Thank you, yeah. Uh, I saw that he... Uh, well, this is just by watching the Yankee game and going, oh, wow, Clint Frazier's here, and he's he's responding pretty well to these injuries by you know coming through when he needs to. He's causing so, the injuries, you know? Yeah. He's going around with that hammer. So I think that... Uh, well, see, now I'm probably nodding off and forgetting exactly what I'm going to say. But it's one of those things of riding... You know, riding the hot hand, and I feel like that's what we got to do with most of these pickups, where we have that base and just try to see uh, who's legit and try to get on them early. Where we, you know, you can't really uh, know for a fact whether it's the real deal or not. But uh, when it comes to Frazier, it's just let's see if I can get some points out of him. Uh, yeah, while he's still relevant, because who knows if he'll be relevant for the whole season. Let Let's finish up on this note. Miguel Sano picked up by the once you go black man, never go back Manny. You guys remember when he had Chris Carter of the Brewers and he hit like 45? <laughs> this feels very similar. I thought I had Chris Carter when he did that. You might have. <laughs> <laughs> well, your point just went out the window. I, the point. I remember reading that Sano is ripped, but I feel like I read that every preseason. <laughs> you read that about Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> he was. He was ripped. <laughs> the guy well, had the fattest ass. <laughs> this is getting a little saucy. Here's the latest news on Sano. Sano has been out of a walking boot for over a week, but needs to get back in game shape before being. Back. Oh no, he put all the weight back on. That's expected to happen at some point in May. <laughs> so, much like Delaney Walker, he probably just can't catch his breath. Oh no. I do like. I. I know you wanted to end it, but I think briefly, if we can just mention the Tyler Mail pick, um, there's some upside there. Nick picked him up, the Verrazanos. Um, he was one was of the more interesting him. guys. I was I was going between him and Godley for for my pick for this week. Yeah, he went for divine intervention because you saw who you were playing next week. So I just like how he scuttles over to the dugout. Is that the proper verb? Okay. Scuttle. Let's go with that. All right, Lewis, why don't you send us home? Oh, how do you want me to do that? Oh, that, wait, no, he's got something going, like a baseball kind of thing. Can you, like, say it like a, like an umpire? When they go... Don't send people home. Third base? Say it, say it like a third base coach, yeah. Dun-dun-dun, dun dun He sent them home. All right. Give us so, your review of Yoshi's Yoshi's World. So I feel Yoshi. I feel like maybe we need a laugh track because if it's working for the Big Bang Theory, maybe you know it can do wonders for us as well. Um, and get us each paid fifty million an, an episode. I'm down. This was pretty good though. Uh, we kept it just over an hour. We're at an hour and three minutes right now. Um, but pretty good job, guys. We, we did it. We did it. But feels about time to end it. Yeah, um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, as always, if you want to give us feedback in the Slack or wherever, let us know. Um, we hope you enjoyed, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.